we're just gonna uh, jazz it tonight, right? Hell yeah! This jazz. Our our podcast episodes are jazz music. We're not heavy metal or easy listening. We're jazz. What? Because it's like unlistenable. Because we have no plan. We're just <laughs> flying off the seat of our pants, and most people hate it. There's just a very small audience. It's like you know, it's not bad. Jazz man, Bryant Caves. How are you doing on this evening of evenings? You know, Thomas, I'm doing doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Feeling, uh, other than the last couple of days of work, feeling pretty well rested. Feeling, but also feeling kind of cultured. You know, cultured like milk, e- exact or like yogurt. Oh yeah, or cottage cheese. Oh, nice. remember when we talked about cottage cheese? We're straight. I ate some cottage cheese straight out of the container today. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Me and Homer, Team Cottage Cheese. Anyway, we're not talking about any dairy products, although I'm sure there were dairy products included. You, you Brian, you kind of saw what there was to see in the arts and culture that is Charlotte, North Kakalaka. Walk us through. What, what did you do? You took some time off and just, you know what? I'm going to do some me time or Bryant time because I'm me in yes. this one. Yeah, so you took some um, Bryant time. I sure did. Yeah. So it started uh, Wednesday, as you guys will know. We we didn't record on Wednesday. Um, first time in quite a while. Huh. Um, I had just I'd had a really rough day, like really, really rough. Have a lot had a lot going on, work and then other stuff too. And I was like, I just I need a mental health day. It's like I need my mental health is is kind of shot. Um, so I had already planned to take the Friday off, just again, give myself a break, needed a day. Yeah, everyone's getting down on Friday. Exactly. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> partying, partying. Yeah. Um, so was like, you know what, screw it. I'm taking Thursday off too. So Alyssa had to work on Thursday, but I had the day off. She ended up taking Friday off with me. But I was like, oh. you know what? I don't want to sit around my apartment. I need to get out. So I like got out of the house, went to one of my favorite breakfast spots here in Charlotte. And just like took, you know, took my headphones and a phone in my phone and like had some coffee and breakfast. And I watched uh, the righteous gemstones from this past week, which was excellent and was like, all right, what else can I do? So I went to uh, the mint museum here in Charlotte, which is like a, an art museum. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a few exhibits closed, so it was half price to get in, which was nice. So, um, yeah, just kind of walked around, looked at, was just like chilling, looking at art. I was like the only one in there, so it was super, like I could kind of take my time and, you know, sit and look and, you know, sneak, take my mask off every once in a while until like a security guard would walk by and then see me. You an anti-masker? I'm not, but it was really, really hot in the museum for some oh, reason. I can see that because you're in North Carolina. It's just hot. Yeah, it's just hot. So, you know, did that. Went and caught a, a really good concert Thursday night, too. Um, a country music concert. So I kind of had country music-ish. They're kind of Southern rock-ish, whatever. But so I kind of saw the the full range of, of uh, the culture that North Carolina has to has to offer. Um, had a nice day off on Friday with Alyssa. We uh, went and got breakfast. Actually, she was so jealous of my breakfast from Thursday that we went to the same place on Friday. 
Um, we got a, some good burgers from this local place. And Oof. then Saturday, we tailgated out for barbecue. I saw that. You you Southerners and your barbecue, you sure do go all out for the BBQ. There's this like local place here. It's about 45 minutes-ish outside of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're only open on Saturday. And they're basically open until they run out of food. Mm. And the and people line up every weekend for people will wait three hours sometimes for the I mean they'll line up at they they open at eleven people usually start lining up about eight thirty nine o'clock. How long? How long were did you get there around eight or nine? We got there about nine. Okay. Um, we were like the f- there were four of us. We were like number I think three, four, five, and six in line. Oh, so a couple people got there before you. Yeah, a couple people. It was it was cold, so I think that helped you know held some people what off. Was it cold like in the fifties? Um, I was in the thirties. <gasps> and so they had uh, free beer, and Dang. they had, and it's also BYOB. So we went and got like coffee and brought like coffee to share and wait till so they get well, back the truck up a little bit. Okay. Beep, beep. They give you free beer whilst in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're waiting, you just get free beer from this establishment. Yes. And then you go in with your own beer to drink it inside. It, well, I mean, you could technically still drink their beer inside if there's any left. Oh, um, uh, so they just buy a couple a couple it, cubes and then whenever it's gone it's gone yeah that basically um they buy like there's a big cooler outside and it's also byob so you can bring your own if you want mm-hmm. we did we did that too just in case we didn't want to drink up like all their beer um and so yeah it was a it was a good time the barbecue was amazing totally worth the wait everybody was it was like the most friendly atmosphere i've been at in a while like everybody was super friendly super cool sharing beers around if you were out the guy behind us kept trying to get us to do shots of vodka with him hey um, it was just hey, yeah, there was language there was like music playing i mean it was it was a good time the barbecue was amazing ate a bunch and then came home and took a nap and it, and it was like perfect. what's the name of this place for uh for other folks if they're in the area if you are in the charlotte area it is john g's i'm actually wearing the hat j-o-n capital g apostrophe yes yes out in peachland north carolina Um, how much more southern can you get than peachland north carolina unless you're in peachland georgia then that would be a little bit more southern but man golly just past the great big city of marshville north carolina home of country music legend randy travis i have no qualms against randy is he an anti-vaxxer is he an anti-masker probably but if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I, I probably put some money on that. Yeah, he probably is. Um, but it's so yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Um, you know, just more than anything, and luckily I obviously had the means to do so. Mm-hmm. But just took care of myself. Like that was my whole idea. Was you know didn't talk about work and some other stuff we had going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of took some time for myself it was really nice really felt a lot better afterward yeah so taking care soul, of business man. man every day taking care of business every way 
taking care, care of business. business. It's all right. Taking care of business. Working overtime. Work, work out. out. I am really glad that you had fun. Last question before we jump into it. Um, I, I'm a fan of going to museums. I, I don't know why I'm still, I don't know why I'm putting off going to Columbus Museum. It's free for families on Sundays. I think I just learned that right before the pandemic, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I think now I might try to take all the kids there and stuff to it on a weekend. But this Mint Museum, whenever you left, uh, was there anything that kind of left you in a maze mint? <laughs> Good times. That was that that was setting up a joke. It was all real, but it was also setting up a joke. It, well, you sent us some pictures um, because you you're as people know you're not a huge social media person. You're not on the Twitters. You're on Instagram quite uh, quite oh, not quite a bit. You're on there a little bit. You're more of an observer, I think, than a producer. And you you kind of teach the Bryant and Thomas chat. I call it the Bryant's chat because. Um, both the other people named Brian, you kind of use our chat as a social media. So you were sending us photos and all this awesome stuff. Uh, what was your favorite piece of art inside that there museum? Ooh. Um, you know, there was this group of um, photographs that this person had done of these like super old Oak trees and they had put them through this like special kind of process and they looked like they were like this super black and white and gray Mm -hmm. and just the contrast on it and it was like really up close and it really showed like i'm fascinated by just like it's one of the things i love about the south are like old oak trees and like spanish moss and stuff and so yeah it was just these really cool and i just i think i sat and stared for like um forever that and then one person did um if you know if you're somewhat familiar with art uh botticelli's birth of venus Mm, yes yes they did that but they um randomly in it uh put pictures pictures they had taken of just garbage okay and I was just like, something about this is just fantastic. So. Oh, before we go at the Art Institute of Chicago, they have this video art where it's somebody chewing. And my wife is one of those folks who cannot listen to people chew. It's like an actual people. It's an actual thing. People have this oh, aversion dad. to hearing people chewing and stuff. My dad's one. Yeah. We went into that room and she just backed out. So I took about a 30 second video of it. And every so often I will send her that video of the chewing just because we love each other and that's the kind of fun that we have um speaking of fun uh, we promise none of it in parts of our episode coming up um but we're let's just get into it let's just do it well Welcome, boys and girls, to Prime Me, where podcasts we're talking about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. We have a show tonight. I'm not sure what the show is going to be, but it's going to be a show. We're going to talk through the good, the bad, and the cataclysmic that is the NWSL over the last couple of weeks. And mostly um, the good stuff is usually it's outside of Chicago. And the cataclysmic stuff is right there mm. in, in the Chicago camp. We will get into that. 
unfortunately. We'll talk a, a smidgen about crew preseason because it's happening right now, but we haven't been able to see any matches. We had some cancellations of events that didn't allow us to see them play anything, but we'll talk about it for austerity sir, uh, sake. Excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. Easy for me to say. And then we'll get to your Ask Bam questions. We wanted a lot of questions tonight, and gosh darn it, you all delivered. Boom. You all delivered. So we're going to get into those questions and hopefully end on a real high note and on a, on a fun note. Before we get into all of our topics, so we have some things that we like to discuss. We have some matches that we like to cover with you. Real quick, like, just because we like so many different teams in the world of soccer, and we would be remiss if we didn't include them in our podcast episodes. So we're going to go through the whole gambit of uh, of matches that have happened. Brian, uh, Tottenham or Liverpool? You pick which one we start with first. Let's start with, uh, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Let's start with Tottenham. <laughs> ah, I don't know where that one was going to go, but I, I like it. Um, so last time we had our episode, the one before our Ty Phillips special, that was the night where Tottenham beat Liverpool. Since then, Tottenham had a rough spell. They lost to Man United in the Super League. They got knocked out of the FA Women's Cup against Leicester 3-1, to one, which is not good. And then the next day, they loaned a player from Tottenham to Leicester. Like, really? Maybe you need to flip that script. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. On February 3rd, they lost to Man City 3-0. to zero. Both men... Both uh, Manchester's, excuse me, losing three to zero. Not great. Not, Not great. great at all. No. Uh, but then on Sunday, redeemed themselves, beating three teams four to zero. Brighton, Hove, and Albion lost uh, on February 6th to the Tottenhams. The combined might of Brighton, Hove, and Albion took them all down. The mighty Tottenham Hotspur women's team. That's a that's a good segue into the Tottenham men because just over the weekend in the FA Cup to Cup Cup they beat Todd, they beat Brighton Hove and Albion three to one oh. instead of four uh, to zero. Real quick, I need to bring up a goal that happened. Uh, Sonny goes on a, a nice breakaway. He goes on a nice breakaway. Uh, the Brighton Hove and Albion defense does pretty well at, at trying to take him. Out, you know, but then the defender for Brighton Hoven Albion has he's running full speed and he kind of he nicks the ball. Ball's going into the back of the net. Harry Kane does what Kane does and he slides in to tap the ball right before it goes over the line to get himself a goal. And that's not the problem. I expect that. It's like being mad at an apple tree for making apples. I mean, I know what I'm going to get with the situation. I was mad at Tottenham's social media afterwards because they posted a video a cool angle they're like oh the sunny to cane connection first of all sunny wasn't trying to pass that ball it was a total defender accidentally causing an own goal and kane just slid in and took the uh, took the credit for the goal stop it tottenham it was not a sunny cane connection it was defense that was stopping sun and kane being a turd burglar and going in and knocking the ball into the net. So that's all I have to say. That's all I got to say about it. And you, you know why I'm glad it happened? Because you won? Because it upsets you. Oh, upsets <laughs> me. I just said the social media upset me. Ignore the fact that I brought up Kane like five times in that ramp. Prior to that match, <laughs> you had a couple, uh, it seemed like you had a couple weeks off between a match. Uh, um, I think that happens on the Tottenham men's side when you're not in any cup competitions. They lost to Chelsea two to zero. 
on January 23rd. Not great, Bob. Not great. No. Not great. We're going to head over to the liver Pudlian side of things after losing to the Tottenham's on January 19th, which again, hurt me, hurt me deeply. Uh, Liverpool has played three matches. They've won all of them. They haven't given up a single goal and they nope. scored 13 goals in three matches. They scored four against crystal palace, six against Lincoln city and three over the weekend against Coventry United. Also, if you remember Coventry United, we talked about this on a previous episode. They were getting their points deducted because the past owners jacked up their finances. Well, Coventry United, they went and they appealed it to the FA. And congratulations, FA, for being total jerks. And they declined it. And so Coventry is guaranteed relegation, pretty much. Um, Guaranteed relegations. Great job, FA. Way to stick it to that owner who came in and saved that team at the final hour way to show them what it, what it means to invest in women's football. Great job. Garbage garbage. Yeah. Liverpool uh, we're doing well. I know Tottenham sitting kind of middle of the women's super league and everything like that. Nothing wrong there. I mean, you're not in relegation hey. spot. You're not going to get relegated Liverpool. On the other hand with uh, seven matches, eight matches, seven matches to go. We're up nine points in first place. Haven't uh, I think we're on a 13 game streak without losing a match that's pretty good Moving on. i don't know where you're from but where i come from that's pretty darn good to the east side is that dunux women's super league in, in the sky, sky. Woo-hoo. uh going to liverpool man we'll finish off with them they beat arsenal in the second leg of the caribou cup two to zero arsenal got a red card hate to see it couldn't yeah, happen to, to better it. people What's so now louise um, I don't know. Sounds like something David Louise would do. It was Thomas Partey. Ain't no Partey like a Thomas Partey because a Thomas Partey don't finish the match because he got a red card. Uh, so now Liverpool faces Chelsea in the Caribou Cup final on February 26th. Great. And the Thomas Bryant Elijah Thomas, Thomas Bryant Elijah Ryan Darby. Because Ryan is also a Chelsea. Or you said Ryan. Well, I said Brian Elijah. Yeah, I forgot about Ryan. Oh, Brian Eli- the Brian Elijah Ryan leg Darby, which is now a three-way. I'm just leaving it at that. I'm not going to say yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool men beat Crystal Palace 3-1. And Liverpool men beat Cardiff City. Cardiff City 3-1. These are all fine results. Also, also um, also. Since the Liverpool women won the FA Cup, rewinding a little bit, they were before the draw. They're like, who do you want to play? And I did my very um, good impression of we want Bama. And I was telling folks online, I want Arsenal. Give me Arsenal in the FA Cup. And then who do they draw? They draw Arsenal. So now Liverpool face Arsenal. Um, Actually, on the same day as the Caribou Cup, which means I probably won't be able to watch it because Liverpool men play. They probably won't have a stream of it. And uh, Liverpool appealed to the FA and Arsenal to move the match. And Arsenal was like, no, we're not going to move it. Blah, blah, blah. We didn't yep. make But Even if Arsenal would have made the EFL Cup, if they would have made the Caribou Cup mm-hmm. final, you know they're moving that match. G- given their recent history, I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, they weren't amenable to moving the match, seeing as, you know, they move matches lately. I am aghast. 
a gas scumbags. Well, speaking of scumbags, let's segue right into our main topic of the evening: the NWSL. The NWSL. I I would love. I'm not going to go into the Chicago stuff first. I'm going to go the good stuff first. Okay. First things first. The night before, in the eleventh hour, the CBA was passed. A lot of good things in there. Um, there's time off for mental health. Uh, there's, I think, six weeks of or six months or something of maternity leave or something like that, uh, where they get paid, I think, 80%. Pretty good stuff. They also, if you release a player, if you waive a player, you they still have to pay them for a month and provide lodging for a month, free, which I thought was... Free agency, I thought was a really big deal there. Yeah, in the next few years, free agency is going to start. It's going to be tiered, kind of like they did it in um, MLS, where it's going to start off with, you know, I think it's six years of service and then it'll go down to five and four and then eventually more and more free agency. Um, uh, we've said this on the internet and we haven't potted since then. Cause we took off last week. It sounded like the NWSL got a lot. The players got a lot, but the owners taking it feels like it feels like the players had all the leverage. It feels like the players had everything in their favor because the league was growing. They were getting a lot of new money in. they were expanding. Players could leave for Europe potentially if they wanted to. And then also all the bad things that happened off the field, all of the power was in the players camp. I think they probably shot too low. I would have tried to scare those owners and say, no, we're not going to play unless we get everything we want i would have i would have come to the bargaining table i know bargaining is meeting in the middle and maybe i'm just being extremely biased because here on brian me we're going to support the workers always we're not going to support um the man in charge and i stress the man when it comes to the nwsl i thought the players could have got more yeah yeah no i i don't disagree with you i was a little um you know a little disappointed honestly i mean i'm glad they got something done don't get me wrong like i'm glad a lot of the players um at least publicly seem to be happy about it yeah i think they could have gotten more um but hey if they're if it you know if they're happy with it i mean they did get definitely got some concessions from management that's a big deal yeah um raising the salary floor yeah um was another like thirty four thousand now or something which which is is still tragically underpaid yeah but at least uh you know at least they got that raised um so that's that's a step in the right direction um but yeah i mean that's you know that's collective bargaining right like you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some um would have would have liked to have seen them get more but sounds like they got a deal that they can uh that they can live with so and again, like supporting players, part of that is they made the decision and they were happy yeah. with it, and it's good. But then you see, like a few days later, Trinity Rodman gets a one point one million dollar deal, highest in NWSL history, which I would say is deserved. I think is she deserves it because she's the future of the league, and you don't want to lose her. I don't think you want to lose her. Mm-hmm. But looking at how much she gets made, uh, how much she gets paid, it's still not like. Sam Kerr, like Sam Kerr is getting paid hundreds of thousands a year. That 1.1 million is over a few years. Uh, four years, I think. Yeah. yeah so, so it's, it's not like you're, I think, she, I think I heard Sam Kerr was making 300 to 400,000 a year. So there's still a lot of catching up to do, I think, in the NW self. You're going to attract, continually attract that keep, sort of talent level and, and keep, keep that them. talent level. Yeah. Yeah. But paying them 
paying her that much makes you know, oh, wait, they do have a good amount of money. They do. The, these owners aren't, you know, the, the monopoly man pulling the, the little th- pockets out like, oh, I'm out of money. You know, that's no, I think they're doing OK for themselves. I mean, Michelle King just bought the team for 10 million more than the team was even asking for. Than Baldwin was even asking for. Um, and, and now, and now we were really happy to see Michelle, uh, you know, shake, yeah. tell, take the team. But you know what? Now she's ownership, she's management. And so we completely hate her guts. <laughs> Where now I, I agree with you partly on that. I do. Uh, that was big news that happened just a few hours ago. It became official, official that Michelle Kang now owns the Washington Spirit. And the, the it's been been made official. Everything is good. Washington Spirit announced it themselves that hey, Michelle is the new owner. Um, good for her. Now don't now don't screw this up because to say there's a microscope on the NWL is probably putting it a there's, little bit lightly. There's not a big enough microscope given obviously our, the topic we're going to discuss here in a moment. <sighs> yeah. So the good news is CBA. That's great. Good news is Michelle Kang. That's great. But a lot of it got in my head um, and a lot of people's heads. A lot of it got sullied today. Real quick before we get into it, um, Brian, you had texted me and I'm jealous of you. You obviously weren't on the internet a lot today. You were doing your work diligently. What a guy. Because you texted me around four o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, they're about. Like, what are, we, what are we gonna talk about on the show tonight? <laughs> and I was like, Bryant, I, I just knew from you saying that you had no idea what had just happened. Um, no. Molly Hensley Clancy, who is the writer for Washington Post, broke the Richie Burke stuff, Steve Baldwin stuff, also broke uh, uh what was the, the Rory Dame stuff the first time actually oh, right. after the ML- yeah. NWSL Cup and NWSL Championship. She releases another article today, and we'll just read the title. We'll just read the tweet. A post-investigation found multiple allegations of sexual misconduct against former NWSL coach Rory Dames in youth soccer, including a player who alleged she groomed her and had sex with her once she turned 18. I, I'm, we're going to get back to that part. Because I think that is, it's in the main tweet. That's the big re like, that's the biggest thing from it. That's the biggest thing from the article. I want to bring it back a little bit. I was reading it and I was reading a part about, and, and somebody actually tweeted it out too, which was convenient about the youth soccer area and how not just the players from up, but the coaches, the coaches were all learning from Rory. This is the eclipse soccer whatever in the Chicagoland area, um, women's soccer, girls' soccer teams. And these coaches were coming up in the likeness of Rory. So if you've watched matches and even guilty ourselves of Rory yelling at refs, and we like it when they're yelling at refs and when they're yelling at that, and we get, you know, we enjoy and we chuckle about it, but this was not the same thing as yelling at a ref about a bad call or yelling direction to a player coaches on the team were yelling at 12 year olds one coach a player told uh, the washington post one coach called the team a bunch of retards screaming it on the field jesus 
to a group of 12 year old girls. Another coach yelled, you're wasting your parents' money because you're all playing like crap to a group of 12-year-old girls. Honestly, this is not Rory. This is another coach, but it seems like this is systemic. This is Rory having his type of coaching on other people. I There's a lot of blame to point. Obviously, the coaches, Rory Dames, that whole soccer foundation. We can get even further into U.S. soccer, and we can blame the pay-to-play system and parents uh, – uh, some of the parents took their kids out. Some of the parents complained about it. But reading that, like I have a 12-year-old daughter. I have a 10-year-old daughter. I was I was legit close to tears. Yeah. I was reading it and I was like, what? I And then I, all I could think of saying was how as a parent hearing that them yelling at your kid, how do you not go up to the coach? Just fucking level them. How can you not go up um, to the coach? Some of them, they were talking about mental health issues from the kids. Like a 12-year-old girl is now nervous about messing anything up. And they were comparing it to an abusive relationship. That would happen. (sighs) And listen, I don't don't have children. you're, You're a father. I know you have children. I have a nephew. My nephew's eight years old. Yeah. Someone talking to him like that would happen exactly one time. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm not a violent person. I'm not the type of person that wants to, you, you know, me, you've known me a long time now, you know, I'm not the type of person to want to get out and fight, get no. out and get in somebody's face, get out. We but couldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. You, if you talk to my, my nephew like that, or somebody that I care about like that, there's going to be a problem that no. Yeah. When I posted that um, some uh, on my personal Twitter account, cause I was just like, i it's so frustrating. How, how could a parent do that? Uh, Andrew Johnson, a rat called AJ on Twitter. He posted some pick, uh, questions for Ty in our episode last week. To paraphrase my grandfather, that coach is a person who has been punched in the face too few or too many times. I don't know how you do it. And I say that, but I've been around environments where I like, I'll tell you my wife's family, extended family. They had friends of the family over, and they're all from the Canton area, Northeast Ohio, huge football, American football city. Like they love high school football, youth football. That's where the Football Hall of Fame is. I mean, it's ingrained in everything. This is just a few years back. They're talking about coaches yelling at kids and coaches being like angry at kids as a positive thing. And there's a whole generational idea and maybe this is the same for these kids playing soccer maybe the parents are like yeah you need to be tough on them because life is tough and blah 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 i i don't is it a generational item where oh this younger generation is weak and they're too soft and they need to have dirt kicked in and stuff like that i always joke around at my house when james and my son or even when my girls fell over i was like rub some dirt in it and it's just a joke i don't actually mean that i <laughs> there's not a lot of tough love happening inside my house but I so I can see how this happens. I can see how parents don't remove their kids. I can see how they're okay with it, with kids being yelled at and screamed at. But why? Like how? I don't there's, know. There's there's a big difference, and, and I think a lot of that it's hard. I think people don't know the difference, and I think because of what they've seen, what mm-hmm. they've been exposed to at different different times, all that kind of thing. Between like coaching someone hard, like. I think I think coaching someone hard to an extent um, 
you know, there, there's, there's reason there's, there's line to that being strict, yeah. being, um, setting expectations, communicating those expectations. But once you become that's, that's far past that line at that point, that's not a, um, that's not, you're trying to correct them to make them a better uh, player, a better person, so on and so forth. That's abuse. Yeah. That, that's straight up abuse. I mean, that's, there's no, um, ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's, that's abuse. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And these things that like Rory was doing, um, multiple times in the article, they talk about people bringing these abuses to like in 1998, it was brought to the police. A uh, uh, player in the youth system brought it to police to protect other players in the youth system. This is before he gets hired. So there's a police record of them reporting Rory to protect somebody else. Kristen Press in 2018, they talked about that too again. She was trying to protect teammates. And this is when he's hired. This is when he's a, a coach at the Red Stars. And all of this, like th- this abuse you're talking about, it is abuse. It's not tough love. It's not tough coaching. It's abuse. It- it's it's an abusive relationship where you tear somebody down and then you say, oh, great job. And you're trying to, f- and then they feed off of that positivity, tear them down more, and they just keep coming back. And you're doing this to preteens up through teen levels, up until they're professional soccer players when they're, when they're women, when they're graduated college and, yeah. and U S soccer, just everything that's gone to them, they've batted an eye to it. They've like, eh, he's fine. Everything's fine. Arnhem well, gets he's... mad at supporters after the last allegations came out saying you're doing nothing to help the team and you're hurting the team with saying stuff on Twitter and Arnhem still has a job. And then this comes out again. Like I, I would, I would say he's hurting the team by allowing, cause this is on him. Like right. obviously the stuff that happened 20 years ago that, you know, obviously well, you hired him after that. Well, he, he knew that. That's what I'm saying. Anything that's happened now that I can't blame him for that stuff. Yeah. What I can blame him for is then, then, come on like he he knew about this he had to have right you, like you don't he didn't get where he is with the kind of money he's got by being stupid and by not no being and by not being thorough and not doing his research and not like this is not a stupid man this is not a, a person who doesn't know what he's doing no who does not have resources to find out information if he needs to find if he wants to find that information mm-hmm. this is a person who knew what was going on knew what his history was, knew that there had been allegations and complaints Mm -hmm. and said, well, I think this guy will help me win soccer games. Yeah. So I'm going to hire him. He then knew about things that were, that were going on while, while he was the owner of the team, while Rory Dames was the coach of the team Mm -hmm. in Chicago, knew about things that's going on. He can say he didn't, he's a liar. Yeah. That's bullshit. We've talked about um, it on the show before. The Red Stars are so ingrained in Chicago soccer in the youth levels up into up until the pro levels, especially on the girls' side. Like that's no quit. He, he if you're playing was, stupid, no. He knew what was going on and kept it going because he thought it would win. He would win soccer games, right? 
and make yeah make money. That's all part of yeah. it, right? He I mean, it's, make money. well, yeah, he, he wants to win soccer games, which yeah, in turn makes some money. Yeah, so it's an it's an investment. Um, you know, firing Rory Dames before he did because of what he, he was fire doing. Rory Dames, he didn't fire him, right? Yeah, would have been bad for his investment. Little <sighs> does he know, allowing this stuff to happen and now it's coming to light is probably worse for his investment. He ha- it shows that you have no spine whatsoever, and at this point we can't trust you can't trust that he didn't know about this stuff when he when he hired him. This is a whole this is a whole environment that's been f- fostered over decades, <laughs> decades now. Like I, I, I posted this. Um, well, let's talk before we get into all that. Um, let, let's talk about the the largest allegation listed is that a player felt like she uh, alleged him uh, grooming her where i think the phrase was um was a part rory was every part of her life like rory was involved in every part of her life and then when he turned 18 he had her come over to his apartment an 18 year old girl whom he'd coached for years where he had sex with her like how holy shit like this that's it's he's, disc- a, he's a predator yeah that's, that's, this is a that's literally predator. the behavior of, of a sexual pro- of a, i'll be okay she was 18 when that deed happened that's he's a pedophile i'm sorry but he's been is. in the program for years too he's he's known this child from he's known this girl from the time she was very young <sighs> groomed her with the intention of later having sex with her I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Fuck you, Rory Dames. Yeah, and f- fuck, fuck you, Arnhem. <laughs> the yeah. whole establishment that the allows it. U.S. Fuck you, U.S. Soccer, for <sighs> again allowing this person to be involved in your organization. Again, the people that are the head of U.S. Soccer did not get to where they got because they're stupid. No, it, they didn't get to where they got by not knowing information that was relevant to their situation. Well, they get to where they got because they know we're stupid (laughs) because they know we're stupid. They know that we will blindly, you know, this sucks and, you know, we'll, we'll be pissed off about it today, but next week we're going to be, and this is all sports. I mean, the NFL is being sued this week by saying that they've basic, that they, and it's an open secret that they've, discriminated against black head coach black coaches for decades i mean it's you know you've got things that have happened in other sports leagues hell the world cup this year is basically one big human rights violation like it's it's but they know that because these things this is our escape right sports are our escape sports are our entertainment we're passionate about it hell you and i take you know, three hours out of our week every week to sit and talk about it. Like only three. Well, you know, we're up to depends on depends on the week, but okay. And then people, you know, for some reason want to listen to us talk about it and want to interact with us online as we talk about it. Like they understand that we're and and you tweeted about this earlier. They understand that we're passionate about this. Like we care about, you know, we'll I'll say right now, like fuck you, Arnhem. But I care about those players, like yeah. I, I, you know, I and they're they're banking on that. Yeah, and the the you know in all sports leagues are doing that. It's you know it's not just we can say, um, you know, well I'm not going to support the Red Stars anymore. Mm-hmm. 
but we know damn well on Sunday we're all going to sit down and watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or, well, or hell, we've watched the we've watched the you, know, you and Olympics. I have both both yeah. yeah have talked about how much we've and and have enjoyed the Olympics. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it, but I mean, it's taking place in a country in China with severe human rights violations mm-hmm. and Olympics that every time they go somewhere they displace a lot of people literally kill a lot of people in the process of mm-hmm. um it leads to over policing it leads to so many other negative things it's just damn <laughs> i i know how you're feeling the olympics part especially i was sitting here watching the olympics a couple of days ago and i thought well, I'm not. I'm not watching the Qatar World Cup. I've already said I'm not watching the Qatar World Cup, but I'm sitting here watching the Olympics. <laughs> I thought that ex- exact same thing. And we've had conversations on text and things about this. Well, if we're gonna do anything that's right, we're gonna do nothing at all. We're gonna pretty much avoid anything if we avoid all the stuff that's bad. But I, I think in sports, it's just so. It's so damn tough because, again, they play to the passion. They play to oh, yeah. loving the team. They play to, oh, you're going to support them. And the NWSL, it is so hard to not support when you know that their, their cap, their floor for getting paid is $34,000 a year. It's hard because knowing that, well, if a lot of people don't support and less money comes in, less viewership, what happens to the league? I could... I've stopped watching the NFL except for the Browns and I I'm not watching the Super Bowl. NFL doesn't care. They don't know that. They don't care. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. NWSL it it's still going to be probably close to a drop considering how rich these folks are. But investments there because viewership was there. Investments there because engagement is there. Right. We are we're we give free like we're bolstering the value of the league as crappy as our show is we meaning the world of podcasts, the world of people online talking about a team. We see all these graphics about, Oh, look how great the engagement numbers are for angel city this month. They're for Gotham this month. We're all feeding into even whenever we're talking badly about the NWSL, we're talking about the NWSL yeah. and we're feeding this beast where it's more of an impact if we say no i'm not te- i'm not tweeting about it i'm not talking about it i know this is small but i brought four people to the nwsl championship game who had yeah. never been to an nwsl game in their life i got yeah. four people to go to it i we just started watching the league two years ago and i'm sure there are some people that we've hopefully encouraged or didn't scare away from following the league and talking about it and tweeting about it and stuff. And we're giving this free publicity now to people like Arnhem, especially Arnhem where they're benefiting from us giving them a voice. You know, I had a conversation with someone um, and, you know, I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to out the person I was talking to about this, but this person has been a season ticket holder for an NWSL team for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and given, you know, they're, they're a team that went through a lot of controversy this year and given what's happened previously and then some other recent things that have happened, they said, you know what? I'm done. Like they didn't renew their season tickets for the year. Mm-hmm. 
and they're they're still going to follow i guess the league because it's something that they do they have they have kids it's a way that they can spend time with their kids and um but as far as following us you know that's the specific team that they follow they said look i'm not giving them any more money yeah that's y'all go ahead and maybe that's what it is like again we stop giving them the engagement if you know one of the players is doing something if there's a way we can support the players directly if you know, Danny Colaprico is throwing something up and she's doing something and we can support her or, you know, some other player. Like all um, their posts. Yeah. Advertisements. Every time I see an NWSL player advertise something on Instagram or Twitter, even if it's not my market, I like it. I give them all the engagement I can because that's lit- like Kilia post stuff about like Corona and Danny Colaprico post stuff about sono speakers or something like that i will like those tweets all day because they're folks who are going to get paid for that engagement they're going to get paid directly it's not arnhem getting paid or the red stars getting paid i it's so tough man i think i'm i'm at the same spot i know i haven't given a ton of money to the red stars i've given a lot of real estate like on a twitter profile or talking about it or having players on the show having sarah spain on the show I'm, I'm done. Like I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. If Arnhem's still in charge, I I'm not tweeting about the matches. I'm not bringing them engagement anymore. I'm not having anybody from the team on the show. And people are like, well, it helps your show too. I see the numbers. You know, our, we are not a show that is getting. Out. We're not we, trying to become a conglomerate in the media world. We're not monetizing this. We make no money from we it. We lose anything, money from. If anything, show. we lose money on this. Um, I so it doesn't. Sure, will we get a few less listens for an episode? I don't even look at the listens anymore. I've stopped looking at listens months ago. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Literally, anyone, anytime, anyone I read online that someone listened to the show because I'm like right. What are you doing with your time? So from here on out, like I, we're not standing the red stars. We'll support players, but we're not, we're not doing that. We're not helping Arnhem. We're not helping folks like that make money. I, these minority investors of the team, like your show fields and your uh, show excuse me, and your Sarah Spains and everybody like you, something needs to happen. Where's the Michelle Kang for the Red Stars? Yeah. Where is there somebody with some moral fiber stepping in and saying, no, you're not running the show anymore, Arnhem, and we're going to take it over? Like, where is that right now? And I, yeah, uh, it's, it's a damn shame. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was planning on going to Chicago this year for a match. Me and the fight in Illinois were going to go when Gotham went to Chicago. I'm not going now. I was kind of hoping, you know, they'd come to carry at some point this year. Maybe I'd ride up and, and check out a game when they're playing the Courage. But, no. again, it's – I'm not going to support it, – it's I've, it's really hard to support them financially. Will I watch some games? Yeah, I'll probably watch some games. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you and say I won't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, are we going to, you know, promote it or give them the, the real estate or – As small as it is. It's, it's it's a ripple effect and other yeah. people see it and other people should no i'm just i can't do it and it and if stuff keeps coming out like this and changes don't happen if if people want to test how far supporters will go before they leave 
a lot of people have already jumped that they've already left (laughs) and it's not tough for me to do the same thing. I got a lot of stuff in my life. I can cut things out very quickly. You look at, I mean, obviously, arguably the biggest support that that team has got local 134. A lot of them have, they've still, um, I know as, as of recent, I think today they posted, um, that they a lot of them still haven't renewed their season tickets or haven't bought season tickets. They're waiting for a meeting with with Arnhem to talk to talk through some things. And you know, I don't know what's I haven't followed the data data with that. I haven't really checked the Slack because it's just a shit show. Um, and not and it's just from the things happening that we all know about. It's not like no, the, it's course. not the people themselves. That, no, so just to clear that up, I don't want any room for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Local local one thirty four. Those people are awesome. They've They're been amazing. nothing but nothing but awesome to us. Nothing but welcoming and friendly and super awesome. No, no, no. It's it's more. I I just can't sit and read some of the like reading some of the stuff that's come out with um with Rory. You know, reading some of that was just like. I mean, it's heartbreaking to re- yeah. to read something like that. So, yeah, it's just not something I can absorb all the time <laughs> from a mental health standpoint. So, right, no, but a lot of them. I mean, that's your biggest when you're when you've lost your biggest base of support, and they've said no. A lot of us aren't renewing our. You know, we're not going to renew our season tickets until there's been a conversation with management. And we get s- signs and proof that things are changing, not just, you know, good, not just kind, sweet words, but mm-hmm. um, till we see action um, and we get certain things, certain assurances that, you know, things are going to be, that, that the players are going to be protected. I mean, again, Arnhem needs gone. I'm not yeah, doing no, I, 100%. I, I'm not jumping back into stand them and wearing kits and going to matches. I'm not buying any Chicago Red Stars tickets until, until it happens. So there you go. Uh, minority minority owners and the Red Stars, like who's got a spine? Yeah. Yeah. It's time to see it. Uh, I have seen Sarah has tweeted some, she's replied to folks. And I think even one of the posts that was going around today was not knowing what they're even allowed to say, or they haven't seen full reports of the information sure. themselves. And that just shows you the people that, are taking your money. <laughs> They're taking your money and you don't have any power like that. Yeah. I think the, there's a lot of things. Uh, they're not coincidences. <laughs> there are a lot of things yeah. that seem to be happening and it looks like um, you, you dealt with the wrong people uh, is what it feels like at this point. <sighs> so yeah, they released the challenge cup schedule. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck them. No, uh, you know, I don't I'm care. supposed I'm, to be excited. This is supposed to be like schedules coming out, all the banter around that and stuff. I just, I don't feel it anymore. So I know somebody, I know if anybody listening, I know there's been some people that have kind of tried to engage with us on it, you know, and we're not telling anybody what they should or shouldn't do, how they should or should. Right. We're not spending your money, live, live their lives. Like it's, you know, ultimately it's it's you know it's up it, that's up to you like what you choose to do i don't judge anybody that chooses to do it yeah um but we're we're really probably not going to be engaging much with it yeah and then at least in the near future at least until um some changes are made most yeah. uh most importantly of which is arnhem is no longer uh, in charge 
I will I will go down to Louisville to see Angel City because I need to see Sarah Gordon and Savannah McCaskill back in Louisville. I want to see that. That'll be fun. But it's not. I'm not doing any. I'm not going to Red Stars matches. It's a shame. All right. Um, we'll get into the the crew in preseason. There's nothing happening. <laughs> they they start playing this weekend. Um, I've been writing a lot of stuff. Who cares? I'm running a lot of stuff. The Caroline Challenge Cup is coming up. That should be fun. Hopefully, there's a match stream. Then we can talk about some soccer things off the field. Um, a lot of cool things happening in the crew world um, for supporters. Stuff that um, I'm not at liberty to say, but there's some fun things happening for crew supporters. I'm excited for how that's going to go. And I guess I can break some news. I'm going to be the the beat writer for the crew for Massive Report. Meaning, like, I'm going to get legitimate payment, and what? I'm going to be at matches throughout the whole season and covering things and all that stuff. So that's some positive we can segue into. Ask Bam. That's a that is super awesome. I I didn't know that that was official yet. So I, 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 we still haven't ironed out the uh, financial amounts and stuff like that. Uh, the way the site works, SB Nation is. However much your site brings in is how much can come out. Um, so part of that too, and, and I've always, before I was on Massive Report, I'll share it, and that's fine. I really wasn't a, a fan of some of the folks on it and everything like that. And I was on a rival site, and there was some issues there and everything. But getting to know people, and I think that there are folks who really try, they just want to write about the team that they love, Sure. I, I hopefully I can start telling some stories or start tweeting some stuff out that helps bring people into the fold because I, I think that it's a good way to have community and the more people read it, the more people can get paid. And that's what I'm about to is getting people paid for doing stuff that they do. And if anybody's traveling to the Carolina challenge cup and you're going to be in uh, the, the greater Charlotte area on the way down. Yeah. Stop and say, Hey, Hey, say, Say hey, Willie Mays. Say hey, Brian Caves. That's close. So let's have some fun. I know let's it's been finish a, up on a high note. It's been a you know a tough conversation there, um, but <sighs> let's have a little fun. Let's yeah. you know we we asked the Bam Fam for uh, for some stuff, and we didn't get to pod last week, but we saved your questions from last week, so we got all kind of questions tonight. It's Whew. it's a veritable smorgasbord smorgasbord we're gonna to have to go through some of them a little quicker i think than others just yes <laughs> we don't want to keep you all here for seven hour episode even though some of you are gluttons for punishment and would probably enjoy it mm-hmm. um let's start You're with our bad good boys and girls Ooh, let's start with felix hey i know good him buddy. good buddy felix do you think katie stengel has an eye for detail <laughs> and then posts a picture with her uh with a big black eye yeah, Katie Stengel in a match. I think this was not against Lincoln City. Uh, who was it? Doing? That was, of Crawling course, the... in my skin. <laughs> not Lincoln Park, uh, Lincoln City. Uh, it was against, my goodness, Bobby, uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, she took uh, her and the goalkeeper for Crystal Palace. Or it might have been Watford. One of these matches, she took um, uh, hit right to the right to the eyeball. And it's a gnarly black eye. Yeah, it's um, quite a shiner. Quite a shiner there. Um, so definitely has an eye. 
Um, her posts are on, on Twitter and Instagram are really funny too. Like she's trying to assimilate herself into Liverpool world. She's been, a, I've, I've looked, I've seen uh, when I have logged on to the account a few times, I've seen her posts come across the timeline and I have gotten a kick out of her uh, like assimilation into English culture. And she, she has a great sarcastic kind of dry humor across yeah. all of her socials. Um, and I, I'm not just saying I'm pretty biased because she's the American um she's the colonist in the Liverpool women's football club. And I did purchase her kit. So I have her Jersey. Um, Very nice. After she was signed on January 6th, I complained on January 23rd, or January 30th or something. It was January 30th because Luis Diaz, not the crew Luis Diaz, but the new Liverpool Luis Diaz who might've stolen from Tottenham. Um, we signed him on the 30th and that day on the front page of the website buy your luis diaz jersey get it right now i had been looking for the stengel name to be added to the personalization since january 6th and on january 30th when they signed diaz and they have it on the main page i was like i'm mad so i went to my tweeter machine because that's where all the work gets done is on twitter right i tweeted out it's been over two weeks or 20 24 days and you still haven't added her name, but you got a player signed today and your advertising is kit on the front page. And bless her heart, Joe over in Liverpool, who has been keeping the sign and has been posting it at matches. Um, by the way, anytime the sign has been in attendance at a Liverpool match, we haven't lost. Didn't bring it to Tottenham. Joe didn't bring it to Tottenham. Just saying. Thanks, Joe. But um, <laughs> Brian thanks you so they could fiery crash in the next round. Um, Proper Spurs. Ended up seeing it a few hours after the match. Reached out to the Liverpool support folks and said, hey, why don't you, you need to have her name on there? And then apparently other folks and the team had seen online that they didn't have her name on there. And, and then pretty quickly after they added her name onto the team website. And I could not buy it at that point. I made a kerfluffle about it. So I was I purchased my first player named kit since probably like 2016 or so 2017. I don't buy player names on kits um, from Liverpool and stuff just because I'm getting older and I shouldn't be wearing somebody you know much younger than me on my kit. But I, I didn't care. I bought the Stengel kit and I will wear it proudly. I'm excited um, to get promoted now. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. oh, and there's a picture of her with the banner too and with some supporters. So there's a picture out there with part of the Ohio banner, which is still pretty cool. That is rad. Um, our good buddy, Pete Gillette uh, hey. at, at Balding Yoda uh, asks us, um, and this really doesn't work as well without, without a photo, uh, without the photo, but asks, um, based on our, our previous discussion of wiping, uh, S, uh, in what position do we poop? Because we um, had a conversation about wiping, sitting or standing, right? And you definitely do it when you're sitting. But just... there's a <laughs> the picture has um, has nine or ten different Eight, options. Yeah, ten different options on um, my favorite of which is option number three, which I'm referring to as the AC Slater. <laughs> 
<laughs> you watch Saved by the Bell, you should get the reference pretty quickly. Sitting backwards on the chair for those youngins who haven't watched Saved by the Bell. And then he talks about the uh, the Kenny Lofton, which number seven, which is just well done. That's uh, so Kenny uh, number seven is sitting AC Slater, but on the bowl of the on toilet the, on the like the tank the top of the tank i kind of like number zero where it's just a head popping out of the toilet so we're gonna do um actually i think the most i think the best for flow would be number four so i'm gonna go with number four you sure you are supposed to prop your legs up it's unnatural to sit at a 90 degree angle with your legs when you go to number two that's why there's that uh what's that thing called i think it was on shark tank like the squatty potty or yeah squatty potty yeah Mm. Yeah, moving along. <laughs> um, Mike Slutson asks us, give us an early prediction on what company will have the best Super Bowl commercial. Support Bowl commercial is what he said. Support I think he was bowl, looking, which... I think he was looking at Pete's tweet above it. And he was like, the support bowl. Uh, maybe just guess what industry, like insurance, food, or cars. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say insurance just because they pretty much always have the best commercials like on TV, those progressive. Mm-hmm uh you're like turning into turning into your parents those are good those are good the one one at the grocery store is just fantastic where he tells the kid like ah this one leads to the left a little bit when he's returning (laughs) the cart and just oh yeah those are good i'm i i I saw a teaser because they do teasers for super bowl ads they have have trailers for (laughs) trailers for trailers yeah well they make a joke about it in one with seth rogan and paul rudd they're doing one and they even make the joke like wait this is a trailer for a 30 second commercial and they're making a joke about it so i'll pick lay's chips because that's the one but i'll probably just watch the super bowl ads on youtube the next day because like i said before i'm a petty browns fan and i'm not watching the super bowl let's let's go Bengals. that's all i got to say about that who they think they're gonna beat them Bengals? All right. (laughs) Our good buddy, good buddy, Derek, uh, with his uh, weekly 80s music question. um, (laughs) He didn't pick the video, though. He did a lyric video. I'm pretty sure this has an actual video. I have no idea. I mean, I knew the song. At least this time I knew the song ahead of time. Um, Is turning around while Derek Komisar is in town the biggest social faux pas ever? Don't turn around. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, uh oh, yeah, yeah. There comes in town. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I would say it's up there as one of the faux pas of, of our time. I think that, that you know, given that you're turning around <laughs> when Derek Commissar is in town, sounds like uh, you're spending some time in the gulag. True, that, that in, <laughs> in Soviet Russia, Derek Commissar turns around on you. Oh, I think a lot of people would pay good money uh, for a Durso Commissar to not turn around. I think they would pay good money. And that's. You're never coming around. Every now and then I get a little bit. See the fucking look in your eye. Was that, movie? Was that old school? Whoa. Yeah, old school. We're, yeah, worries because it's the same band. They're in like another movie too. The Dan Band. Yeah, is the name of it. Yeah, um, they just add curse words into famous songs, <laughs> and it works. 
but I can't sing Total Eclipse of the Heart without like see the fucking look. It's ruined it. It's definitely ruined that song. When Um, that was a big thing with the eclipse a few years ago, like I I just I could not sing it that way. (laughs) Um, Our good buddy Brian Lenoy asked stuff we've kind of talked about already. Um, Our thoughts on the NWSL CBA. Uh, What about Trinity signing a you know Trinity's new deal at one point one mil, and then. How disrespectful is it for a minimum salary of thirty-five thousand for a professional athlete? Very, pretty disrespectful. Yes. Um, Tanya Carmen asks for recommendations for adult beverages to help you get through this weekend's snowmageddon with three kids. The snow was not great here in Ohio. We got rain, which turned into ice, which turned into snow. It still hasn't melted. Um, it's still it's pretty intense, but I didn't complain about it all the time. Like I live in North Carolina and I used to live in Ohio. I didn't complain about it. Um, like something's all dark. Uh, whiskey. I'm a whiskey. I like whiskey. So whiskey, but I can't eat a lot of cheese after I drink whiskey. But the whiskey alone is still good. I would say you can't really go wrong with whiskey. Also, uh, you're in Columbus. Columbus has a phenomenal craft beer scene. Land Grant, shout out. Yeah. Good, good craft beer from any number of you know delicious local breweries. Just don't mm. go to uh, Brewdog or Platform. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm thinking of Thin Lizzy, a Boys little whiskey. No, a little whiskey in the jarro. What's funny is, is I think of Metallica first for that song before I think of Thin Lizzy. Uh, I can see that. It's kind of like all along the Watchtower. I think of Hendrix. I don't think of Bob Dylan. So that was the soccer talk. Stay for the horrible Bob Dylan impersonations. (laughs) So that was our previous questions. That was all the questions we had from the previous week. So you all slacked last episode, by the way. Not the Ty Phillips one, the one we didn't record. I'm glad we didn't record because you didn't give us kind of that's actually why we didn't record. It was was all your fault. How dare you? I was so sad. That's oh, real. That's the real. Oh, Brian, don't put that on them. Don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on that me. evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Oh, All right. So moving on to this week's questions, we'll start with Instagram. Hey, uh, our good buddy, Robbie Rogers wants us <sighs> wants to know the best conference for college football. And why is it the SEC? Nobody cares, I, Robbie. No one cares. I've, I've moved so far away from American football. I'm probably, except for the Browns, I don't even, I don't even, I live in Columbus. I don't even watch college football anymore. I quit. I watch college football, but it's no Mac. Mid Mid American conferences, Maction is the best conference for football. It's the most entertaining games. Give me the Miami Red Hawks versus Kent State Golden Flashes any day. I'll watch that over LSU versus every team in Texas. Little, little bit of uh like you know on a you, you know it's like let me set the scene for you thomas it's like a it's like a wednesday night you're, you're in like, a high school football stadium <laughs> there's like nothing on tv you're flipping around you're you know you're, you're sitting on the couch it's like 8 8 30 you're drinking a beer you're like man there's nothing on tv you flip over to espn and you got the toledo rockets against the akron zips oh Good real, real rivalries are akron versus kent and Toledo versus Bowling Green. Those are rivalries. Or, you know, a little like Ohio Bobcats, you know, it's or the Bobcats uh, and the Red Hawks when they go at it. Oh, watch out. You know, you just 
listen, it's gotten me through some tough times. Okay. As somebody who, who enjoys college football and, you know, you have that game on, you have those games on Thursday and then you have the Mm -hmm. Saturday games and then you get nothing, but you know what? On Wednesday night, I could always depend on a little action to help me get through the week. This is garbage. (laughs) And then uh, Homer wants us to talk about Forrest just de-pantsing, de-pantsing Lester in the FA Cup. The last thing you want is Brendan Rodgers de-pantsed, but that's what happened. (laughs) They gave him like a swirly. (laughs) Did you see the pitch invader? No. Uh, a Leicester City pitch invader after one of the goals, after one of the, um, after one of the four, I think it was four goals or three goals. I don't know what it was. This pitch invader, some guy who looks like he came straight out of his mom's basement from right behind the Xbox. He ran up to the Forest players and he punched one of them. He ran into a group of about seven Forest players and punched one of them. And it didn't look like it hurt him because, again, this dude, um, he's played FIFA. I think that's probably the closest he'll ever get to the Leicester or the Forest players. But, yeah, I was that was crazy. How did he get that far? It was and just if- insane. And then how did he get to the players to be able to punch him? You needed um, – God, who did we need out there? Oh, God, who was the player – in England, oh Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr, yeah, Sam with the body Kerr check to take him out. We needed Sam Kerr. Give her five minutes for cross checking. Yeah, get it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I wish that player would have just hauled off and decked the guy, oh, and then uh, take the line from Ken Wu in Mighty Ducks Two. If you get a finer penalty, two minutes, well worth it. Now he was also imitating the Iceland player, but still. You know. There's not a there's not a jury in the world that would convict that guy, except for the FA because they're well, yeah, garbage. Yeah, they're garbage, but they're not U.S. soccer garbage, but they're garbage. They're, well, I'm sure they've got their own. Oh, they've got like skeletons. That. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on, soccer noob. He hey. asks us, "Why do we choose to remain ad free?" Have you listened to our show? No one ever asks who's, us. Who's paying for this? No, we honestly, I think early on we were. We wanted to be probably in the first few months. Hey, let's do, let's get some sponsorships. Let's get a, a brewery so we can get free beer and stuff. Um, I think we eventually, and this is, I credit you for this one, Bryant, where it's like, hey, I don't want to do it for a sponsor because then we don't really have full control over it. And then it becomes more of an obligation when we have right. to record and we have to do it. So we just, it, this is just fun for us. And we have a small little, fraternity sorority of folks who like to listen and we like to talk to each other so that's just what it is it's just an extension of like a a campfire hangout you know except for you don't smell afterwards oh i love that smell though it's it's okay in small doses you know i love nothing more than sitting outside around a fire drinking a beer um also follow up how does one monetize a much less less popular podcast and how is the answer not dump the podcast and start turning tricks? I think the only way your podcast is less popular is if you're not recording or releasing any episodes. And I'm not sure our, how you can be less popular than our show. And I think ours would be more popular if we stopped recording. But Oh my gosh, we would our numbers would go through the roofs if we didn't have episodes. So, I say turn tricks, man. 
go for it. I'm not shaming any sort of industries there. If you need to make money, how you need to make money. Sex work is work. You know, they're, they're working. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. Go for it. Soccer noob. Um, also from soccer noob. What's, what's the timeline on the NWSL closing up shop (sighs) so they can rebuild with all female leadership? Well, they did have female leadership. A lot of this happened under female leadership (laughs) and Lisa Baird. True. Um, but she made people money. Well, then there you go. That's what commissioners are there for. They're there to make people money. Um, yeah, I, I would love to say we're getting closer and it feels like we should be, but uh, eh. yeah, who knows? I, I, I know the base and I'm not criticizing, you know, I'm not criticizing soccer new for that question. Cause that's a good question. Um, yeah. And I, and I honestly, if it was all women, it would probably be better. Um, but the leader of, of the league at the time was a woman and a lot of things did happen under her watch. Um, Commissioners are there to make owners money. That's what 100%. they're there. It's not, it used to be like, Oh, we have to, if you watch like Ken Burns baseball, baseball had a commissioner. That was kind of one of the first things. And it was to clean the game up and it was to make rules and stuff Kenneth at this Saul point, Mountain Landis. <laughs> at this point, all the commissioner does is make money. Don Garber and the MLS is there to make them money. Uh, Manfred and MLB there there to make money. Lisa Baird was there, and she did made a lot of people money. Made a lot of people money. So the commissioner, um, once you're this deep, I think NWSL wants to be an American sports league, which is not a compliment. Just not a compliment. Fair enough. All right. So Tanya's got nothing for us tonight. Her son suggested talking about the new Pokemon game. I bought new the new Pokemon game. Well, my daughter's bought it. I have Pokemon not played it yet. Legends Ar- Arceus, Ar- like Arceus, or something like that. I don't. I haven't played it. it looks but, cool. Um, it looks pretty legit. It's kind of like the game that you hoped you had on the old gray Game Boy. It's like, oh, I'm playing the Game Boy version, and I loved it when I was a kid. You know, I we had a garage sale up up there in Maslin, Ohio, and we used my part of the money to go buy Pokemon Blue for the Game Ooh, Boy. Very um, nice. So I haven't played it yet. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll jump into it and I'll enjoy it. I've just been writing a lot with soccer season coming up and basketball right now with Ohio State. I've just been really busy, um, but I would love to start playing it. And once I do, Tanya, me and your son can talk shop, maybe trade, maybe battle a little bit. I'll take him out. I'll take him out. One of the all-time uh, great cartoon theme songs. Yeah. Roka. The favorite best, best. Ah. like no, no one ever was. Dun, 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 dun. That was some good singings. So good. If you haven't seen right. Detective Pikachu, there's a great scene where Ryan Reynolds sings that theme song. Oh, it's a really? good movie. It's a good movie. I, I enjoyed. I I don't remember that, that, but I did enjoy Detective Pikachu. It was whenever he was sad towards like right after the pinnacle of the movie, he's walking on the bridge and he's like, I want to be, and he's crying, singing the song. It's really funny. Detective Pikachu was good. Yeah. Um, So list of questions here from uh, TK, Crew Gooner TK. Why isn't skioring an Olympic sport? You made that word up. Yeah. I, I, I assume that's a product from Ikea. Yeah, and I every time I go into an IKEA, anxiety. I don't know when I'm going to get out 
I feel like I know, okay, if I turn here, I'll get out. Uh, you may, you see these jokes and you see these like stereotypical jokes and some of them are kind of just elevated, you know, over time, but this is a legit joke that is legitimate anxiety. I hate going into Ikea. I get lost. If I do any Ikea shopping, it's pick up and drive up. That's it. I like the Ikea food court. I can do some meatballs, but you don't have to get lost to get those. You can just walk no. right in the exit and they're right there. And you get get you some of that um what's that ling lingonberry jam? Yeah. Those Swedes. Not, not bad. Um li- also looking for tunes to ice fish too. Um when I think of ice fishing, I think of metal music. Specifically Metallica's trapped under ice. Oh. <laughs> you could do you can do a little bit of that. I like more of like the screaming. Put some, okay. you know, August burns red on there. I think the war, the screaming helps with the the coldness and the ice and all that. I like it. LL Cool J, um, <laughs> vanilla to, ice. You could listen to uh, Snow in Foam. <laughs> all oh, right, you're as cold as ice. You will inside my <laughs> Right. Why is TK rooting for Spuds tomorrow? I assume he likes Taters. Is are the Spurs playing tomorrow? Maybe. I think they will because I think they are. Man, Man United played today, and, and Drew Burnley won one. <laughs> mm, the fighting Sean Dyches. Love to see it. Um, I just assume he really likes Taters, which I had a baked potato for dinner. So mm. I can never turn down a tater. Buffalo chicken baked potato for dinner. Oh, it was delicious. Have mercy. That is like one of our go-to meals right now is we just like shred chicken and then like toss it in some kind of sauce and put it on a baked potato. <sighs> okay, show's over. I got to go eat. Let's go. <laughs> biggest, biggest surprise for the Columbus crew. Um, you go first. And, uh, Lucas Elrayon wins the league MVP. I think you already made that bold prediction. You made that bold prediction already. Um, my biggest surprise for the Columbus crew this year. Uh, this is really tough. Yeah, I know. This is really tough. I think Luis Diaz scores, scores goal. three goals this year. <laughs> That's a bolder prediction than Zellerin <laughs> winning the MVP. I think he um I think he gets his stuff together. I think bringing in Yaya Boa. Uh, and having Matan another season, I think Luis Di- Luis Diaz, Luis Diaz. I'm not drinking any alcohol. Feels the pressure, and I think that this might be the year where it's like, if I don't produce, I'm gone. So I think this could be the year of Luis Diaz. And ignore the whole, you know, Luis Diaz stand account thing that we were on for a while, and the fact that every prediction on Massive Report for a whole season, I put Luis Diaz was going to score. But ignore all that. I think Luis Diaz actually does live up to his potential this year. At this point, I'll be surprised if he gets a shot on target. Um, If Caleb Porter owned an exotic animal, what would it be? This is really good. Finding out this offseason that he has tattoos. Caleb Porter has tattoos like up his arms and stuff. I think he has some kind of like exotic like snake. I can see him with an exotic snake. I'm going to go. I'm going to go kind of 
and hear me out on this. So uh, there was a gorilla famous in Cincinnati. Unfortunately, rest in peace, Harambe. Oh man! But Caleb Porter owns Cincinnati. So I'm gonna say he'd have a gorilla. Oh wow! You went. I was thinking exotic. I just my mind went to poisonous for some reason. But that's definitely an exotic animal, also. So I I like it. He does own Cincinnati. Uh, But looking at the MLS results, who doesn't? (laughs) Hey, hey now. How many robots or aliens are secretly competing in the Olympics right now? Um, At least six. I think the Russian Olympic Committee, I think there are a lot of robots there. Rockefeller Records. (laughs) I cannot see ROC and not think of Rockefeller records and I'm like throwing up the I'm like throwing <laughs> up the diamond and stuff I'm like it's the rock uh, I think it, uh, yeah I'm going to go with the ROC team um are we joining Robbie's women's march madness bracket challenge this year Yeah we are I'm definitely down Yeah we got this um if a miracle were to happen and Chicago ends up winning the Challenge Cup. Will we claim it as an actual trophy? Um, only when it comes to arguing against um, Robbie. That's literally the only bant we were going to engage in Chicago-related that now is arguing with Robbie. Yeah, we'll argue with Robbie about anything. If he says it's daytime, no, it's nighttime. No, nah, it's at night. If he says that's uh, that's that's black, we're going to say no, that's white. So we're going to argue with him on everything, no matter what he says. All right. Uh, soccer noob, some more questions. Um, a min, a minimism or Calvinism? Um, I only know Calvinism, so I'll just go Calvinism. I don't even know what that is. I, I know they're both uh, like religious, you know, denominations. Uh, yeah, um, Calvinism is more, uh, I'd say it's a little controversial to the folks uh, in the in the church world. Isn't that like Pre, the predestination stuff yeah that's part of it um but okay. I'll, i don't know anything about it um, in, 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 um a synonymity ism <laughs> i'm in, 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 <laughs> um so i will just say calvinism um I'll, I'll say calvin and Hobbes. okay i like that i like that um do people who say insurance i guess emphasis on the insurance have souls as somebody who works in insurance, there's a lot of soullessness. We kind of have to not have one, I think, to work in that industry. Um, <laughs> his uh, soccer news final question is mommy. Yes. All I can think of when I hear like mommy or like is mother by Danzig. Mother, <laughs> tell your children <laughs> not to come away. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who was really into the misfits and I say friend in hindsight was not a good time for me at that point, but I could never get into misfits because of him. And then in turn, I could not get into Danzig. I just, that's the only Danzig song I know. And the only misfit song I know is die, 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 my darling because of Metallica, but. Uh, there's some other Misfits song that I will not sing on here because they're not appropriate for Brian and me and the Bam Fam. 
what winter so Robbie asks us what what winter Olympic sport would the members of Bryant and me participate in if they could um, most of the winter Olympic sports look terrifying <laughs> like these people are insane like this some of this like ski jumping I was watching and like the bobsledding and the luge and the skeleton like the hell with all that um, I'm gonna go curling I'm gonna do the two-man bobsled you and me are gonna do the two-man bobsled <laughs> For some reason, like maybe because I've just watched Cool Running so much, I just watched it like two weeks ago. Again, I I would love to try the bobsled. Okay. Some people, hey, you know, you can't believe Jamaica. Jamaica we have, have a bobsled. bobsled. I'll give you a dollar to shut up. Zanka, you can pee now. <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> Or my probably my most quoted line from that movie is not even one of the players. Uh, one of the like cool running, one of the bobsledders from mm. Jamaica. It's uh, so anytime it's someone says or else, I'll or else, or else Jamaica. <laughs> every time, every single time somebody says or else, or else, what. All right, Felix, what is your favorite breakfast food and your favorite way to have eggs? I like eggs over medium. Okay. And my favorite breakfast food, um, if I'm making it myself, I like making breakfast tacos. Mm. I use a little like red pepper flakes, chili powder, some cumin on there. And I put maybe some like pico or guacamole salsa on it. Just like a little bit of like cheese on top of it. I'll do... um, I'll do egg tacos in the morning. If I'm not making it, uh, I would like like a good like egg bagel sandwich. I think mm. those are good. I just, I hate making them at home. I don't know why. Scrambled eggs are so much easier to make when you can just throw them in a tortilla. Um, but I'll pick a good like egg cheese bagel sandwich, not from Dunkin' Donuts, but like from a place that you went to, Bryant, that it looks legit. Oh, yeah, the place I went to last week. Yeah. Um I am, uh, and I'm going to be a stereotypical Southerner for a minute here. If some pimento if I, cheese, n- no, but I do like pimento cheese for breakfast. Um, if if they know how to make it good, really good biscuits and gravy Ooh. is tough to beat. Like get the it's like good sausage gravy with a real good biscuit. That's that's pretty tough to beat. You can't fight book. breakfast foods, by the way. You can't fight breakfast foods. Like, there's not a bad breakfast food. Breakfast food is undefeated. Oh, I love we I we eat breakfast for dinner like all the time. Like, I mean, the pro- I hate making breakfast for dinner because first it dirties every dish in your house. Oh yeah, and also when I'm cooking eggs for a certain amount of time because I'm cooking for five people, I only cook eggs for four people because by the time I'm done, I don't even want to look at eggs i'm just like oh i can't if i smell it too long i need to cook it and eat it like that i cannot have too much time thinking about it because the smell just gets to me i mean you got think of the stuff we didn't even mention bacon oh it's like 12 different kinds of breakfast sausage you got your pancakes Mm. french toast waffles even getting to donuts donuts donuts. cereal like good 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 breakfast cereal at night Whenever you're sitting at home some nights and you're like, I could go for some cereal right now. And you get a bowl of cereal milk. Oh, mm. so good. Um, Robbie wants to know when we're having him back. Why or sorry, why we've been avoiding having him back on the show. 
we're done because there no there are no Gotham matches. We we if you're going to talk about Gina and Gotham, we want to at least wait till there's a Gotham match that week. <laughs> God forbid. We'll talk about anything else, and you'll bring them up. And we're waiting to get Brutus on the show so you and Brutus can go back and forth. Although having a mascot on the show would be a logistical nightmare. Well, seeing as we're an audio podcast, exactly, it would be very tough for it'd us. It'd be like having a mime on the show. Uh, they, uh, one of the Tom Waits songs back when he was more of like a uh, a lounge piano type guy, he talks about his favorite record being a mime, a mime's performance. And it just seems like so Tom, when you hear and you like Tom Waits, like, yeah, I could see him saying that. I could see him saying that. Right on. Uh, Robbie also asked how we are preparing for the shit talking that Alex Dumas 1995 is going to do when racing Louisville shuts out Chicago again. I'm not going to get into the vans. I hope uh, they, um, I hope Arnhem loses a lot of money. If that happens, if that happens, then yes, bring it. Um, Mr. Carr at the Mr. Carr wants us to recast Star Wars with people we know. I, I think I'm going to give this question the Frank Barber Memorial Award for best question of the episode brought to you by Tang. Um, I think this is the best question of the show. That's a strong question. I'm That's struggling. A really good like... question. I have some ideas. I think okay. Han, I'm going to think of folks who have been on the show. I'm going to pick people who have been on the show. Okay. Han Solo is Ty Phillips because Ty Cause Phillips he, is by far the coolest person. Because he's so damn cool. Yeah, I could, I so could totally Han see. Solo. I could totally see his wife. Uh, you know, oh, you know, Ty, I love you, and he just looks back at her like, I know, I know. Um, I think Luke Skywalker, Episode Four. I'm giving to Robbie Rogers. Because I want to oh, go to the Tashi station to get was, some power converters. I was going to say, the really whiny Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so we're going to have Robbie Rogers, the, the whiny Luke Skywalker. I think Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, I'm giving to Jeremy Holland for all Ooh. the good work that he does. And he kind of saves the day that. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Holland gets Luke Skywalker then. Um, let's see. who. This is a really good question. Brian Lenoy, he's He's consistent. He's lovable. Nobody dislikes him. I'm going to give Brian Lenoy Chewbacca, not mm. from hairiness, just from lovability. I was I was leaning toward uh, R2D2 for uh, Brian Lenoy, but okay, I could see that. Um, C3PO is my cousin. <laughs> my yeah. cousin for sure. Yeah, is C3PO. Um, let's see who else. Uh, uh, I, we gonna start casting some of the players we've had on. Like, I know, is, right? Yeah, who are, who are like Danny and Kelia and um shoot uh whoever is like a real like badass in the star wars movies um i'm gonna give to uh what's what's the name from uh ray ray from the new star wars movies i'm giving it to naya tapper there you go because ray's a badass and so is naya tapper she's a total badass um who uh the pilot from the newer movies what's his name Oscar Isaac's character. Good lord. Yeah, um, Oscar Isaac. I forget his name. Um, I'm gonna say wow. Oscar Isaac and Finn are um Kelia Watt and Danny Colaprico in that order. 
Um, and uh, who? Sarah Spain and, is uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, she runs the show. She runs like Commander Princess Leia. I'm putting her like General Princess Leia. Right, General yeah. Leia. She's not going to be no prisoner to Jabba the Hutt. I'll tell you that much about Sarah Spain. She's not going to no prisoner to Jabba the Hutt. Although, if you think about it, maybe that's where things currently are. <laughs> so that was a that was all a trap. So it's a trap. Who's going to be Admiral Akbar? I'll be Admiral Akbar. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> okay these are good this is really i've really enjoyed this question mr carr this has been great um also no i'm gonna switch one of them ray is gonna be uh gianna because she's young and she's killing it so i'm gonna give it to that um naya tapper has to be somebody badass i can't think i can't Uh, think of poe dameron by the way was uh, Dameron, that was the name. Damn it, Dameron. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Um, who's uh, who's Darth Vader? Oh, somebody who's bad but ends up being a good guy in the end. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. Robbie again. <laughs> Robbie is also Darth Vader. Uh, that works. Who's going to be Obi Wan Kenobi? Somebody. Um, that is uh, Chris. Chris Doran. Chris, oh, Obi, oh, damn, that's good. Jordan, who's Jordan Angeli gonna be? Jordan Angeli, um, Yoda. Yeah, Jordan Angeli is Yoda. Uh, now we need Bianca, Bianca St. George, um, somebody who doesn't get enough credit and should really have more scenes in the movies. Um, what was her name from uh, the episode eight? Episode eight. Who uh, she was the one who um, zaps all, Finn, zaps Finn for trying to leave. All, who uh, all the douchebags online hated. Yeah, we'll we'll give Bianca that um, one because she should be in the movie more because she was really great when she was on the field. Rose and it was just yeah. So we'll Rose we'll give that Rose, um, Riley Foster who was injured and who's coming back from a miracle. Actually, she could have been like paralyzed. Coming back from a miracle. Um, who would that be? Hmm. Darth Maul, because it turns out he's he's alive. We'll say Boba Fett. Because Boba Ooh. Fett, you think that they're down, but no. Came back with a vengeance. And she's going to come back with a vengeance. And she's going to run shit like Boba Fett does in the new series. I've only watched two episodes. Don't tell me what happens. I'm way watched, behind on all of my TV I shows. I haven't watched any of it yet, so... It's good. You still watched Ted Lasso, so shocker. I still haven't watched a lot of things. I'm a you bad need to fan. watch Ted Lasso. Seriously, I swear to God, like you and Alyssa will both like it. It's not a soccer show. It is a life show. And God, Brian, I know we talk about mental health all the time. It is very healthy to watch this show. That's all I'm going to say. A, I'm a self-sabotager, so. You're also um, a people pleaser, so people please me. Please me, Brian. That's that's true. <laughs> it's I'm I'm a I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Um wrapped in a water chestnut. That too. Wrapped around a water chestnut. Okay. Great question, Mr. Carr. You win. You win the uh Frank Barber Memorial <laughs> question of the week presented I by put, Tang. I put um 
Frank Bark Barber as one of the um, one of the sand people. He's a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> he does that in our mentions every week. Although this week he didn't ask us a single question. Other than, do you have mine from last time? Did I ask any? I don't remember. And you didn't. We told you you didn't. And you still didn't send us any questions. May God have mercy on your soul. Two rash challenges wants to know what should be the location of the first hashtag Columbus Manatees meetup. The Biscayne Bay. I bought a kit. I bought one of the new These kits. kits are so cool. Oh my I bought, God. I bought one just because Eric got in my DMs. He slid into my DMs, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying it like that. He slid into my DMs and he said, Hey, are you going to join us? We're going to have a supporters group that just wears these kits once a month and we go out drinking. And I'm like, Well, I wanted to buy one of these kits. And now you're combining it with drinking and friends. And Brian Lenoy was in. I'm there. So I spent like 53 bucks on this kit. It's pretty cool. And then I, uh, after I ordered it, I showed it to Amy, who is my wife, if you haven't, if you're new to Brighton Me. And her first response was, Oh God, did you buy that? <laughs> so she, she's like, I can't see you wearing that. Uh, Touche, fair. But I honestly probably don't make anything look good. So what's the deal? What's the difference? It's the line from uh, Caddyshack. Like that, that kit looks like it should come with a free bowl of soup. <laughs> oh, but it looks good on you, though. <laughs> oh, oh. God rest his soul. Um, my suggestion for that is actually at the Columbus Zoo, there is a manatee exhibit, <sighs> and you can drink at the Columbus Zoo. And so we need to should... make jokes. The same. Oh, oh, the huge manatee. <laughs> there it is. So and, you guys should wear your manatees kits, your Biscayne mm-hmm. Bay FC kits to the zoo and interact with your brethren, the Columbus manatees. Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Um, Brian put Endeavor on there. Don't go throw an Endeavor just because he lived down the street. Endeavor is just a poor man's land grant. So whatever. Whatever, loser in a box. Can't argue with that. Um, and finally, because uh, we did get a question from an account that we have uh, blocked and reported, um, so we will not be answering a question from any accounts with a mug as their avatar. Mm-mm. I'm happy we got our first fake account. We've inspired a fake Twitter account. That is that is quite an accomplishment. Um, finally, our last question of the night, UWS Weekly, best pizza toppings and the proper beer pairing. this is this is good this is good i think um i'm an i'm a hipster ipa drinker i will say an ipa with a good spicy pepperoni pizza yeah i'm pretty base. i'm pretty hashtag basic um like i'm a pepperoni pizza person like i love pepperoni Mm. um though i I cannot i sometimes can go for a bacon pie or a uh, a nice like buffalo chicken Oh, have mercy. It's my favorite in Richmond, Virginia. Gino's West makes a Buffalo chicken pizza. I have not had it in such a long time and I needs it. I needs it. Or the hot Mikey's takeover, which I won't have this year. You can order it. You can order a make at home version and it comes with a YouTube video. I I added you on Insta. Oh, I haven't been on Insta today. Okay. He says smugly. I'm not addicted to social media. Blah blah blah. I am. That's, that's a jealousy I am. talking. That's, that's why I'm fighting. That's why I'm not on it. 
um yeah i mean i'm a pizza i'm a pepperoni pretty plain like pepperoni pizza kind of guy um my favorite with pizza is like a light like a lager or a pilsner you don't want it to get in the way right something that's also going to complement um like the flavor of the like that bready flavor of the crust mm. you know with your uh lagers and pilsners you're gonna get some of those like bready type flavors so i like it that's uh that's me i went to a beer i went to a beer pairing class last night with uh we we paired beer and fancy german chocolate Ooh, that sounds real good to get any stouts in there we did we had a stout we had a dunkelweiss a with beer a with beer and what was the other beer oh a uh, cream ale Mm. It was uh, it was quite delightful. Yes, the uh, owner of the brewery bought chocolate when she was in Germany, and brought it uh, brought it and did a class on pairing beer with chocolate. It was lovely. That sounds uh, lovely. It was a good time. So, on that note, guys, thanks again for sending us your questions. We always appreciate you sending those questions. Um, ask us a question next week, and we'll read it on the show. Hey, we like you to uh, do the work for us, really. So uh, you can do that by interacting with us on Twitter at Bryant and me at Instagram at Bryant and me as well. Thomas is at one Thomas Costello on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow him to read all the fantastic uh, things that he's writing. He is covering the crew, as mentioned previously for Master Report. He is also covering Ohio State women's basketball Mm. um, on Grantland Holy Land. Yeah, so uh, real quick, um, I was writing for Beyond Women Sports, and I left after some, um, say a little bit of drama, a little bit of disrespect um, from folks outside of it. And there's a long story there, but uh, on Monday, this just happened yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday evening. I had stepped away from Beyond Women Sports last week. I didn't completely close the door, but I was like, I don't feel like I should be disrespected, especially when I'm writing for free. Um, I had written a hundred articles in a year. I think it was about maybe a fourth or a third of all the articles written in the last year. It was over a third on the site. And I felt pretty disrespected. Nobody would own up to the fact that they were really rude to me. Somebody who wasn't even really part of the site every day, like other people were. And I've been told I'm quitting on people and stuff like that from my reaction to it. Um, So I didn't want to leave the women's basketball team. I know I'm small fish in a very big pond covering sports, but I was like, I'm not going to quit on covering a team halfway through. I want to cover the season the whole way because these are like college kids. And I felt like I had a responsibility to finish covering it. So I reached out to land grant Holy land, which is, the Ohio state page on SB nation, which is where massive report also is. It's a part of like hundreds of other sites, but I reached out to him and said, Hey, I just want to finish the season. I want to finish the season. I already have a press credential for the entire year. Can I write for your site? I've already been writing for massive report. Here's a list of all the basketball articles I've written. Here's all my stuff. And that was like, I think Saturday or Sunday, the head of the site was out of town on vacation. We talked Monday and he's like, yeah, call me. This is around four o'clock. I'm able to call him. He's like, yeah, we, you can write for the site and we'll pay you X amount a month. And also if you want to stick around, you can also write about like women's soccer, other stuff on the, 
at the team if you want. I'm not gonna write about Ohio State football or men's basketball. Like that's not what I'm interested in. Um, and he's like, yeah, you can you can definitely do that, and we're gonna pay you to do it. And this was at like 4:15, 20 after four. The game started last night at six o'clock. And like an hour and a half before the game started, he was like, oh, yeah, we got you set up. You can write right now. So like I I got showered, I got dressed and I was like out the door and it, it was pretty exciting to go from I'm leaving a site that doesn't seem to want to respect me or even own up to being rude to somebody who's doing this for free. I believe people should get paid for what they're doing. And even, even though I'm not getting paid a ton at the site now, it's hundred percent more than I was getting paid before, which even doesn't work because you can't do hundred percent of zero. Um, so I, I, I feel excited about writing and feel kind of reinvigorated into writing for the site. And um, yeah, so that's going to happen. And I still hope that people read the stuff on beyond women sports. I'll still support them. They're great people over there, but we always talk about the bosses versus the workers. And I think just sometimes the bosses, especially when other people aren't getting paid for some reason, you like to throw those people around when they're not getting paid. It's usually the people that are getting paid. It's easier for them to throw other people around when honestly you should be valuing the work they do because they're making you (laughs) any sliver of money is more than what we were getting paid, which was zero. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm able to write at this new site now, and I'm really excited. I'm not ashamed to say out loud that um, you should pay people for what they do. Claiming that it's a passion is a cop-out to not wanting to pay people. 100%. No, good good for you, man. That's, uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited that you are getting paid for doing that, which mm-hmm. is what you should be anyway. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited for you, obviously, and happy for you. Glad, proud of you too for standing up for yourself like that. Like, don't let nobody push you around or, or underpay you or not, not give you what you're worth because yeah. you're worth a whole hell of a lot. And uh, so, it, are, and so oh, are you guys. Oh, yeah. You're all, you're all amazing. It was great in the conversation. He was like, Hey, I don't believe in having people on the site and not paying them. And hearing that was like, well, so within like within an hour and a half, I just all it, it all got cleared up, and it's it's crazy how quickly um, that stuff can happen when you have people who want to value you, not just with positive affirmation, but with actual you know good feelings. Don't pay any bills. So good on you. No, so definitely be on the lookout. Be uh reading the cool stuff that he follows as you know as the ohio state women's basketball team is wrapping up the big 10 schedule and headed mm-hmm. toward the uh i assume they're their attorney bound team right um yeah they're number 21 in the country right okay. now they've only lost twice since new year's eve they're pushing right now for a buy into the quarterfinals of the big 10 tournament but i feel like even then unless they completely flame out and they lose every one of their last six games of the year I, it's hard not to see them in an NCAA tournament game. Unfortunately, I won't be able to like travel to Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament or travel to any NCAA games, but um, I'll still cover them from home however I can. Well, if there's a, if there's a game close in North Carolina anywhere, you're welcome <gasps> to uh, come hang out with us. Oh, Bryant. Um, 
my uh my couch is always open for you so yeah so again be on the lookout for that stuff it's good stuff support thomas and what he's doing because he's doing a great job Hmm. and guys support yourselves do do things for yourselves you know i took some time for myself last week and Mm -hmm. uh you know took some time to work on some things so please you know work on uh, your mental health your physical health they're both extremely important um you know talk to someone if you can if you have the means to or just talk to somebody in general it doesn't have to be a professional it can be somebody Mm -hmm. that you know and love and trust um please please be open please uh please be willing to talk because it helps quite a bit i can uh, definitely attest to that we love every single one of you we hope all of you have a wonderful fantastic week and a great weekend thank you as always for listening to brian and me tell everybody about the show or tell nobody adios bye arnim out get out